0: my Christian brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh, my. Be challenged. Oh, my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need review. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love me higher. Release your fears. Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what he is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now with Michael Crawford. have an exciting episode of the Get Excited Show podcast for you today. Get ready to listen to Ron Dolph interview Michael Crawford on more about business. Michael will be back tomorrow with a new episode. Thank you.
1: Well, good morning, and this is Coffee Talk on the Ron Dolph Show, and it's just Michael and me today. Um, Get excited. Yeah. <laughs> the girls are... Um, not with us today, but we're going to have a good show anyway we're going to be Amen. talking uh really just talking about Michael a little bit today and just talking about business and of course and how God works in our business and and uh, you know uh, uh michael um, you know it's it's so interesting uh, you know having you here you know first Thank of you. all it's just it's awesome to have you here
0: well it's such a pleasure
1: being here and uh, you know it's you're your background, um, just tell him about your background, so I don't, I, so I don't have to do it. Just tell him. <laughs>
0: I love him; he's great. <laughs> just tell him. We, uh, we have to. Do it. Uh, well, where do you want me to begin? I guess I can give the Reader's uh, Digest version.
1: Uh, that How long have you been in the car business?
0: Uh, June eighth, it was forty two years.
1: Only forty two years yeah. in the car business. Yes, <laughs> forty two years.
0: Uh, I started June eighth, nineteen seventy nine. Mel Clayton Ford, Sixty Street, Countback, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and God has blessed me basically with every position uh, in a dealership, uh, especially on the variable operation, the front end of the store. I mean, from salesperson to owner, and uh, it goes back to what uh, Roan was uh, talking about the other day about how the blessings just come; they're bestowed upon you. And, and if you, uh, book in the Book of Matthew, if you ask, you will receive. Uh, in God's timing, it's 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 really amazing. It's my wife reminds me. Uh, consistently that, you know, you've gotten basically everything you ever wanted. Uh, now, and mind you, you know, sometimes I have stopped and, and thought I'm not worthy, okay? Mm-hmm. Because uh, to be very candid with you this morning, and, and I'm going to do it on behalf of his question, you know, I wasn't always a good a good boy. I mean, I was a, a, a wayward child, actually, growing up in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And I came out here... Uh, I came out here basically to get away uh, from everything and um, one thing led to another and I knew I had to change my life. And I remember when God led me to uh, uh, look at the, the Arizona uh, Republic, the, you know, mm-hmm. the newspaper, the, the one mm-hmm. ads and it said mm-hmm. apply in person, mm-hmm. uh, aggressive, uh, <laughs> enthusiastic, want to make X dollars." Now. I never knew anything about a salesman. I mean, you know what I'm saying? How
1: old were you? Uh,
0: I was 19. <laughs> I was 19 years old. And, but, but everybody always called me, the, oh, man, you got to gift the gab if you would. You know, that's the way those Missourians would word it. Anyway, uh, I really wasn't looking to uh, get hired, but I knew I had to stop partying. I was on a kid assistant party for three or four months, right?
1: Right, at and 19? At, at 19. I had me in <laughs> Oakwood
0: Garden Apartments at 40 Street and Calvac. Anyway, make a long story short, I go in, uh, and I got hired on the spot. hmm Literally got hired, and the rest is history. But uh, with a couple of uh, times being uh, you know, backsliding, uh, once I totally committed my works, and, and I truly became an ambassador for Christ Jesus, no matter what adversity I had to face, I, I, I made sure that I stayed steadfast and gave all glory to God. It's amazing of how I was blessed, how I would just walk down the path of my success, and the trees would fall side of me. I mean, there were times I would go home and, uh, and tell my wife, would you pinch me? You know, I mean, is this real, you know, what I just accomplished or something? But I think that's why it's such a blessing being here around you and uh, Susan and Natalie and uh, Jordan and Tony uh, Roan because this is what I've always desired. This is what I've always wanted. I just want to give back to the Lord. Amen. Right. I really do. Right. You know, I want to be able to help. There are people out there uh, that, whether you believe it or not, you know, uh, you have a, a, a little case of stinking thinking if you would you know as far as their, their business and not not trying to steal something are you
1: saying a few people
0: well okay maybe a little more okay, <laughs> uh, hello <laughs> but once once that you come to uh, the grips that when you wake up in the morning and you look into the mirror and you realize that you're having a meeting with the best corporation in the world it's you incorporate it you're the CEO president vice president secretary treasurer say what's your stock worth well if you have a cheap value on your life you're gonna live uh, cheaply. Uh, but if you have that high regard uh, in a godly uh, perception, okay? Right, right. You but ask you, him, like well, so no, no, going, something. He gets me going. He says, that's Yeah, yeah. Coffee time! Well, wait, <man>. You're yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, but,
1: I love it. You know, but your testimony is, is amazing because... You never went to college. No. You never took business. No. But you became the manager. And then you also became the owner. Mm-hmm. And you weren't just the owner, but you were the number one salesman, number one uh, Kia dealer in the world. Yeah.
0: All just, glory to God. Just in the world. All glory okay. to God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just in the world. Yeah, so that's no small feat. No. Oh, yeah. no no especially at a time Uh everybody needs to understand it's at a time when kia it wasn't the vehicle it was today is today excuse me
1: yeah and what 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 time was that when was that
0: early 2000s 2000 2001 when i became a dealer i mean you know you drive a brand new sedona for 200 miles and the transmission would drop out yeah (laughs) hello yeah Uh, now how
1: did you go from being because you started off you were a salesman yeah and you went from being a salesman you went to uh what was your next thing from salesman
0: a desk manager, desk right? Manager. From a, a sales we'll, we'll, to a manager, sales manager basically. Okay. I ran a team at Bill okay. Clayton Ford. I had like 15, uh, 16 guys work for me, and I got paid off what they did. I got, so, I would get, yeah,
1: so they would come and they would bring the deals to you. You would go back and talk to the customer,
0: go close it, you close it, yeah, them. yeah. That's how I honed in my, my closing skills. People, right? Some people, I mean, I don't know, some people say that I'm one of the best, if not the best. Uh, master oh, closer i future. don't
1: know if your kia dealership was number one i think that puts you right, right. up there yeah ranks up. yeah, I rank some, yeah. But, <laughs> but i was just
0: constantly getting involved with my yeah. sales people yeah. so then
1: the next step was from the sales manager the to department
0: head like used car manager now run the whole department used car manager yes okay. and then from used car manager to general sales
1: now manager. At, at a used car manager what'd you do in that
0: position i still nothing ever changed one thing about, I told God, first of all, that if he made me a manager, uh-huh. you'll like this, because in, everybody out there, listen, I hope you appreciate this. Um, I got in the car business in 79, back in the days when you could still smoke uh-huh. uh, in the uh, sales <laughs> tower, right? And we had some, some unbelievable gangsters, actually, that come yeah. from back east, come out and get a job, right? Car yeah. people. And they were just brutal. I mean, now, they didn't do it to me, but they'd flick cigarettes at other salespeople or call them weak stick or you, know, you can't go close yeah. it. And back then, it wasn't like today. There weren't so many name uh, plates on the road, right? Right. So we had so many customers coming in that if, you know, if the salesman was kind of weak, then they'd blow them out because they had so many more. They were going to make their money yeah. anyway, right? they didn't care. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, what I did, I told God, uh, you know, in, in uh, a prayer session that I had uh, one night saying, Father God, if you help me become a manager, if you put me there, I promise you I'll never forget where I came from. Mm-hmm. And this is the key. I'll never treat salespeople like uh, Joe and Harry and Jean uh, are treating salespeople. That's not right. If one yeah. thing, even as wayward as I was when I was young, if one thing that was instilled in me uh, by my mother is the ball is definitely round. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. that we're here for a purpose. God has us here. And it's very simple. And my mother, I remember her setting me down. I understand what Torah meant or the, you know, yeah, yeah. You, know you learn mm-hmm. the Bible. And she was right. explaining to me about the 613 laws of, the, of the, the Jewish people. And then she told us how Christ, you know, God in the flesh. I mean, she was mm-hmm. such a great Bible uh, uh, teacher. I learned more from my mother than anything. But she would explain to me that, Michael, you will be judged one day. You know, the, the reason that uh, he's going to look at you if he says, well done, my loyal and faithful servant. It was because of the way you treated people, right. because God knew that the the human mind couldn't deal with the six hundred thirteen laws. We all know that, right. right? Right. So He changed everything. Sends His Son, God in the flesh, to Earth to show us what He's all about, right? With simple, simple rules. And if you get that right, you'll flourish. And I know that sounds a bit like oh, sellsy, but it's not. It's reality. So you made
1: this condition with God. You I said did. if you if you'll do this. You know, I'm going to be nice to these people. I'm going to treat them, nice. right? You know, I'll treat
0: them the way they, that I want to be right. treated in, in the, during those circumstances that we're yeah. in. Amen? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's, at that time, that was a big deal. Huge.
0: Huge. People gravitated towards me. You, you, people want to jump off other of teams to get on my team.
1: Yeah, you know, people today with, with the rules and stuff we have for employees, if you're not old enough to remember, back in those days, you won't understand the significance
0: that that, that, that had. Absolutely. It had a well huge stated.
1: significance
0: Big. on the people around you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, a moral code. Right. You know, right. and some people's moral code was evil. It was almost like, right. you know, as they say, uh, you know, the devil, you know, Satan wanted, comes in the night to steal and kill. I mean they were just brutal. And, uh, well, you know, the, the the thing is is there's people out there
1: today that are like that. There's there's salesmen out there there is you know there is people that are uh in different businesses and they don't care about the customer. It's they a wham, don't, bam thing they that. don't care about their employees. Right. They treat their wow, employees bad. Yes. They treat their customers bad because the only thing that they can think of is how much money I can make. How much, you know, I wanna make as much money as I can, I have to do this and this and this, and that's the way they're thinking.
0: And the key is this for every business owner, especially automobile owners and automobile managers. Mr. Rohn is so correct when he says, the majority of the people that all they think about is, oh, what's in it for me, or how much money am I going to make? I learned a long time ago, you have to have an attitude of, how much money am I going to make for my people? If you put God first, hear me now, I always said I was number three. Now, what's number three? God, number one, all of my staff that I'm responsible for, number two, I'm going to get mine. I never worry, and I'm being very real. For some of you out there that are watching this and knowing who I am, and. Uh, had the opportunity to see some of my checks. Money just came to, to me. I really didn't worry about it. Believe me, I didn't. Uh, I just knew as long as I, someone would give me a good pay plan, <laughs> I'll make it happen, okay? And God will uh, bless me by me being obedient to him, making sure that every move that I make, I do it biblically.
1: You know, Michael, there's that's hard for a lot of people. It's really not easy, easy yeah. Yeah, what you're but a lot of people, you know, comes back to what we were talking about a few, you know, a few days or whatever it was last week about making a decision. Mm. You should make that decision, but there's always something that you're going to have to give up, you know, and by putting it on the line like that, I'm not going to worry about it. It means that you're going to have to trust God mm. instead of yourself. Amen. And that's what you were doing. Absolutely. You were, you were relying on him and making things right. The Bible says, you know, that we are to love God with all of our hearts. So mind and yeah.
0: Number two, just really love thy, neighbors love Matthew thy 22, neighbor as thyself. Love thy Matthew 22, right. 37 to 39, which I was alluding to earlier. Right. That is, it's so important. Yeah. In business. And that's what you were doing,
1: you know, with your customers. Absolutely. And with your people underneath you. Absolutely. Okay, so then you, now you're the manager, mm-hmm. okay. Now, how did you go to becoming the,
0: the owner? Because uh, at the sake of not sounding egotistical or mm-hmm. or uh, braggadocious, uh, I became an outstanding used car manager department head that I could mm-hmm. actually manage uh, a department very well, very profitable, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that, you know, the appointments were made, making sure that cars were appraised and checked in properly, yeah. mm-hmm. salespeople yeah. uh, did you know, fulfilled their responsibilities. And then most importantly, is what really gets owners exciting, close a larger percentage of deals than other people. <laughs> but <laughs> that, you know, that, there's, that, yeah. there's something really
1: important in this because you not only were a good salesperson, you were not only a good manager and trainer of other salespeople, but you were good at organization.
0: You know what? I'm probably the most uh, candid man in the world because I know that I have God in my corner. Uh, And so I say it like it is uh, because I know God's going to take care of me. And it never bothered me if someone had a a, a higher IQ than I did because I usually surpassed them anyway. Not trying to be braggadocious, but really, my obedience put me past him. Uh, Yes, and I'm good even today. But I hate the paperwork and the details of the organization, so I'm not going to lie. No, because you can't just sit there. I'm I'm just very truthful with that. Yeah, oh yeah, do I know it? Can I do it? Absolutely. But I detested it. I
1: did. (laughs) That's funny because you've said that about me, and I don't like the organization either. Yeah, we have to to do it. We have to do it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. But there's other things that we like better. Absolutely. that's just it. And we gravitate
0: towards our strengths.
1: Yes. But you were able to in some way to make sure that that worked out properly because you know, it has to, it has to happen.
0: I know it has to be done. It's to hire the right people.
1: There's nothing worse than having, uh, you know, being able to good, be good at sales and then have everything else around you fall apart. Ooh. Nothing worse than losing customers because you know, paperwork didn't get done because a promise to them wasn't fulfilled, you know, because somebody in some other department,
0: let let them down let me really uh knock the ball out of the park with this one you're gonna love this so everybody turn those computers up or phones or whatever how you're listening how about this how about that you had a sales person work for you that went two week walking through the raindrops now what do i mean he didn't sell anything mm-hmm. he needed to sell something right so he finally sells a vehicle to pay his mortgage mm-hmm. and it's quite rewarding actually this right. sell mm-hmm. okay but all of a sudden, the manager didn't dot the I's, didn't cross the T's, right. and the customer gets a little buyer's remorse,
1: yeah.
0: and there's nothing for me to hold it right. because the manager didn't do his job properly, right. and I had to unwind it. How do you think that salesperson, because just because he walked through the raindrops for two weeks does not mean that he wasn't an outstanding salesperson. But do you think he was outstanding after that happened to him? No. Right. So unlike a lot of other managers during that time, and I know the, the, yeah. there are a lot of people that, that are like me as well, but I was the type of guy also that I'd spoon someone like that. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I managed my people and kept them on tack. It's about people. You can't just care about yourself, and a lot of managers do that, wrong. I, I really don't, and, and, and I got some really close friends, like my best friend who you know, yeah. Tony Escobar, the cameraman, yeah. you know, 20 some odd years ago, he noticed that about me. Yeah. He actually shows up, yeah. By the way, I was a general manager, took Liberty Buick to number one in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he shows up, so I did a lot of live remotes and stuff. Right. And he'd stand back almost uh, as a fly on the wall. And I think that's where he gravitated towards me. He was, he'd never seen that, although he'd been in, he'd filmed a lot of businesses, right? But he'd never seen someone that, that he, he says, You really care, don't you? And of course I do. You think this right here, I'm on, you know, this is the, the, the happiest I've been in my life, actually. I mean, this is a, the biggest blessing. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah. <laughs> but really, I mean, yeah. but it's got to be real. Right. You know, this is all real coming. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like to, uh, to say, but I know it's not real, so I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm right. just, I'm curtailing to, to, to exactly reality. Uh, in a Reader's Digest version that if I was ever questioned on it, they could go look it up. I'll give them facts. I'll give them uh, uh, W-2s or, or whatever. What I'm saying right. is I can back up whatever comes out of this mouth. I'll back it up in the name of Christ Jesus. Right. That's the key.
1: Right. You know, it's, it's unfortunately one of the things that I see in business a lot of times is, is people will, uh, they do this to customers and they do this to employees. Mm-hmm. They... They don't do everything they can to keep them. No. They don't realize, everything that you learn in, in business will tell you that it's a lot easier to keep your employee or keep your um, customer than it is to get a new one.
0: Absol- oh, praise the Lord. He could not have said anything that is more significant in the world of business because a revolving door is costly. No. A revolving door is costly. Yeah. Take it from a man that knows it firsthand, uh, that I w- were constantly, at a period in my life, uh, back when I was mm-hmm. consulting, and I was known as, at one time, probably one of the best consultants on a variable operation in the country. Right. There wasn't the a dealership due to bad manager, bad economy that I couldn't step in, uh, and raise it by 50 to 100 units a month, and I mean for a lot of gross, right. <laughs> okay? Right. But the reality of it is, I noticed that the biggest issue from Boston to L.A. and these dealerships were pompous, arrogant, pugnacious managers, okay, that when a salesperson hit a rough spot, a dry spot, they were pathetic on putting them back on the track. Oh, I've heard this. They story. were pathetic. i never seen anything like it. Where they actually had a uh, such an egotistical approach yeah. that they didn't care. Yeah. Well, you don't like it? Get your you-know-what out there. Don't let the door hit you where the... Good yeah. Lord. You know. I, had a, I, had a, I mean, it's crazy.
1: When I was, uh, when I had a, uh, I was managing the insurance yeah. department, and I had a car guy come to me, and he was telling me these stories. He said, you know, he was working for this dealership, and the, the manager would walk in, and he'd say, everybody, you know, line up against the wall. And he'd say, half you over here and half you over there. And then he'd say, this half, you're fired. Just like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, but back in the day, like, but that was back in the uh, the. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. He was, yeah. He
1: was one of the better ones. Yeah, so That, that was. The, side he was on.
0: Absolutely, was like, in the yeah, seventies. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. the seventies and the early eighties, that was. I, I was part of one of those. But yeah. Got, but I never got fired.
1: But well, you've got to train these people. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to train them about the cars. You know, and about you know, what their functions are. I've been in car lots and the person didn't have a clue about, you know, what he was selling. Mm. He no, no idea yeah. the kind of car that he was selling. Mm-hmm. And so he's just making things up. Right, Plus, right. He's a, new, he's a, new he's a newbie, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got these guys and maybe they're a little bit, you know, slower, but, you know, maybe they got it in them.
0: I like those little people that are a little slower. Yeah. Because I don't know what your experience is as far as those slower people, but I find they they are the best moldable people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when something that really works for them, that you taught them, they're they like, oh, they're like your website all yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah. The they're week they're week. all in. Yeah. If I told you how many people that, um, even maybe some of them were reluctant at a time because they thought they knew it all. And I looked at them and I, and I was very honest. I said, listen to me. I've listened to you uh, talk to customers. And like Roan said, oh, they knew the product. Make no mistake about it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they knew uh, the fit and finish from, uh, you know, uh, engine to to taillight. They knew it, but they were terrible people skills. Mm -hmm. They just didn't have the people skills. So I told them, let me give you a crash course. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, one of my things that I love to do, and anyone out there watching this, you can do it with me on email or uh, text message or even call me. I just love uh, working with people. That's where God's called me. But... I would love to say, play a game with them for $100 called stump the manager. Stump the manager. So, I don't care what objection's been thrown at you, throw it at me. And then the rest of the salespeople managers, they're the judge. Mm-hmm. If you feel that the salesperson stumped me, I'm going to take a C note out of my pocket and pay you. Mm-hmm. But I never lost. Mm-hmm. I never lost. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make me far superior than anybody else? No. You know what it makes me? I want it more. I've always wanted more. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, if you don't even realize how much I've learned from you in the in the short time that I joined your team, I have, you know, and Tony and I were driving around looking yesterday at, uh, mm-hmm. we were looking for, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah right. I, love you. <laughs> I just thought about that too. and I, whoop! Anyway, uh, and I made a comment to him. He goes, oh, yeah, I get it. I have too. Roan is that way. He's so... Uh, you know, he's so connected to the vine. It's probably the most elementary way to, to, to say to, to a, a Christian out there watching. He's a true John 15:5. I mean, you are. Yeah, but don't... And I'm not trying to... I, I know, but, to, I know, see how humble I, he is? He did like that, he had so much humility. But he doesn't realize how he's I, really mentoring me. We're all
1: it, part of the body of Christ. Amen. Okay? Oh yeah, well, yeah. You you feed me. Okay. Tony feeds me. Our cameraman. You don't see him He's back there.
0: <laughs> but you're gonna see him soon, <laughs> right? Yeah. Good. I love that. Yeah. He told me he would be a yeah. camera. Yeah. So
1: we're all part of the body. Amen. Amen. And you know we understand certain things, but you know, but we have we have giftings that are really important. And and you get to
0: know them. that's what I'm saying. Right.
1: And you have a gifting and I do oh <laughs> yeah well, i'm i've I'm, I'm got something in i've got Look something he's going, he's i'm going out i'm down going road. somewhere right he's going we somewhere. talk we talk um, he's revving up we <laughs> we talk about sales oh yeah and we talk about being in sales we know where we're going mm. okay we're talking about got the right, roadmap. yeah we we sometimes we it sounds like we're getting off track but we're not we're yeah. actually getting on oh, track yeah. we actually know where we're going Amen. i can I can be in a conversation. I've done this before. We're talking about boats. And my my boat story is coming over into a close. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but, you know, but that's that's the way it is. But, you know, with when we're dealing with people, we let them make their own mind up. Yeah, amen. It doesn't matter to me if somebody says no. That's beautiful. Now, I want to hear it more than one time. Yes. But I don't mind them saying no. Absolutely not. Yeah. I actually love it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. See, because it's really it is about... A fair exchange. Mm. But now you're going from the manager and then how did you become the owner?
0: Uh, well, because, uh, you know, we left off at general sales manager, right? Mm-hmm. So then I went mm-hmm. to become a general, general manager mm-hmm. and ran a lot of stores. General
1: manager is meaning that you're, you're running the whole yeah, operation. Yeah, right, exactly. Everything it's, from the used exactly. cars to the, exactly. to the repair shop. Exactly.
0: Down to the sales. Yes. Exactly. You got to put the right people in the right spot. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And uh, my most heartfelt desire and my big reward I always wanted, be, that I wanted to become an owner because mm-hmm. I, um, and I hate to use the word I, 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 but I'm just referring to it because there's no I in team. So I, had, I was blessed with a lot of good people around me, but I had just came from, uh, I left town to consult for 90 days back in uh, 1994 Mm -hmm. to the Gentile Motive Group in Springfield, Massachusetts. Well, after the 90 days was up, I I was getting ready to come back, and the owners said no. They gave me one of those offers that you can't refuse. (laughs) And we stayed there, my wife and I, for uh, six years, six and a half years actually. Uh And uh, when I came back to town, um, Dana Moore, who owned Liberty Buick at the time, Uh hired me to be the general manager of a store. Uh And uh, literally within six months, I got it back to number one in the world. Wow. We killed it. Wow. We set records on the first GM that ever sold 200 new Buicks back to back, right? Wow. But here's, I, here's the deal to answer your question. I, mm. I don't ever think about a question either. Right, right. I gotta, I gotta t- because there, it, it is meaningful. It's like mm-hmm. I saw people around me that I've known for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention names here live on the right. show, but they started getting a piece of the store. Mm hmm. One guy that I knew that, unfortunately, I, I, he couldn't even tell ta- him to meetings. He'd go, ah, 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 like that for the meetings. And yeah. he's five years older than me. Yeah. I'd jump right into a sales meeting. You know, I remember you know, at 26 years of age, you know, mm-hmm. he's 31. He, he would even ask me after the, we'd get done with the meeting, where did you learn that stuff at 20? God. Yeah. And he couldn't even understand that. Yeah. But I said I just right. would get uh, tapes of certain people and lock myself in a room for a couple hours yeah. and pray mm-hmm. and listen. Pray, write things out, and then get up and act like uh I got an audience in front of me right right and i and I did that, and I perfected a good motivational inspirational sales meeting, right well, um again, all these people getting a piece, and I'm rocking around, I've made all the and I've saved so many dealerships across right. the country I'm thinking it's my turn, right, I deserve it right, and I'll go ahead and tell you i uh, got a call out of the blue, I was the general manager of Liberty Buick, I yeah. got a call out of the blue uh from a I think it was Tony Sneer. I can't remember exactly his name because he's no longer there so I can say yeah. his name. But he ran uh, in Larry Miller's operation at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like 2001, 2002. Uh, he ran all the 44 dealerships at the time that Larry Miller had then another guy that I met when they flew me to, to uh, Utah, Salt Lake. Then another guy ran the Salt Palace and all mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. other thing, Right. So anyway, Dana Moore is so sharp. Mm-hmm. He's so intelligent, Dana Moore. He, he was brilliant. Right. Okay. He had that hidden IQ that nobody ever had. Mm-hmm. And he somehow found out. I thought I was so discreet.
1: Yeah.
0: All of a sudden, I get a call. I hear this. Now this is exactly how I became an owner. I get a call from Mr. Dana Moore. He's at his home. Yeah. Michael, what are you doing? We got to have a business meeting. Get to my house. He would summon me. He was like a Paul Castellano. He was like yeah. the boss of all bosses. <laughs> he would summon me to his house uh, because he was healing from a stroke. He had a stroke. Oh. Mine was brilliant, but the yeah but yeah he, yeah he a little bit paralyzed on the left side. And he summoned me to his house. He says, so tell me about Larry Miller. And I, I was, I, I, I did that. First time I did the ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like, how did this man know? Yeah. Anyway, he looked at me. because you're not leaving me. He says, you always want to be an owner. We're going to be an owner. He looked over at his wife, wonderful lady, Teresa Moore. just mm-hmm. a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Teresa, hand me that napkin. She took a, a napkin out of the holder there, kind of slid it down to him. And he starts writing down. And he goes, sign that. I signed it. He signed it. He goes, now, uh, Bob Cruz, our attorney, will get a hold of you and Gloria on Monday to finalize the deal. But you're an owner. From this point forward, you're an owner. And that's how I became an owner.
1: Wow. Now, you got to let that sink in. You've got to let that sink in because it's so important. It is. You came up. You were 19. You started out on the sales floor. Mm-hmm. And you worked your way up. Yes. You know, I got a story that's kind of like I gotta that. I got to hear it. Yeah. Well, I want to hear it. You know, it's the it. same thing. I started out, I worked for a vending company, and I eventually owned it, you know. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Vending as
0: in chips and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, we had a thousand accounts. But see, wow. a lot of times people think that it's impossible. They no. think that that's impossible. No, it's not impossible at all. If you can trust God, okay... Because you can get to a point where things like that happen. Hmm. Because now, if you would have been, you know, running after that, talking to everybody, oh, I want to be an owner, I want to be an owner, or something like that, eh, probably would have got that. (laughs) But you just, you put it out there, obviously, he knew. He didn't want to get rid of you because you were a valuable employee. That was a cash cow. Yeah, but God saw your faithfulness Amen. because you're, you're, you're
0: treating people right. Thank you for saying that, Rome. Yeah. Because there is a time in, uh, in this little conversation that I guess I could... gotta be careful that I don't get too sentimental and tear up. Because really that's what I contribute to. You know, there were so many times that I do my... I call them prayer walks around the lot. You know, and salespeople would even say, where'd Michael go? I need him. I need, him, I need him. But I had to take it to the Lord because the, the, the frustration factors and, and not knowing, are you going to get it? And, and that's the key. I think if everybody could uh, do exactly what uh, Roan uh, Dolph just stated right there, you just got to trust God. I mean, I just really put it all in his hands. I put it right at his feet. And I r- remember numerous prayer walks saying, Father, I'm going to do things that no one else can do. I'm going to treat this person better than anybody else would treat him. I'm going to close it. I'm going to pray with this customer. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the right things, Father God. But I'm asking you in the name of, my, of the Lord of my life, Christ Jesus, you know, let me, help me, put me in charge. Let me become an owner. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. It happened.
1: Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is, God gives you the desires of your heart. Oh, yeah. But more than that, you know, he actually put the desire in your heart to be the owner. You
0: know, that's, whoa. See, now that's something, I'm going to turn this around and start interviewing you. But I had a pastor, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Pastor Derek Hines, who I want to have Mm -hmm. on the show. Right. Uh, Just a great man. You'll love him. He said that to me one time when he was kind of doing a little interview Mm -hmm. with me and and Mm -hmm. uh, discussion. And he made a comment. He says, you realized what the desires was. Mm-hmm. And you perfected everything that coincided with that desire, right? How do you equate yourself to where you are? Because you've accomplished a lot. I mean, your mind even is so sharp. Uh, you know, they say that uh, you know it's sharper than a two-edged sword. <laughs> That's all my wife last night. That's wrong. Dolph. <laughs> where How did that? What procured that?
1: I'm supposed to be interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm just trying to get your secrets wrong you know i just i
1: do i i i, I recognized that god was working in my life mm. i recognized that that god had you know something for me and if i couldn't see it it didn't matter it was still there i made a decision that i was going to follow god no matter what i didn't care mm. i was going to believe him and god god would bring me messages god would speak to me and give me messages that I could, you know, share with other people. God would give me revelation. Mm. And I just wanted to know him. But I've, you know, you're supposed to write down your goals, right? right. So I got a book at, at, at my house. The black book? Well, it's a, no, it's just a brown book, actually. But, okay. uh, but uh, in that book, I was writing down my goals. You know, the only problem is, all my goals were always the same. I want to know, know you. And then later I'd write, it. well, what do I want to do? Well, I want to know God. <laughs> I want to know you. you yeah. Kept repeating. And then, yeah. And then, you know, I look through and I go, these are all the same. That's <laughs> going on. Every page. Yeah. I love the way goes, at it I go, wait a minute, every page. Yeah. Every page is the same. <laughs> <That> is <too laughs> you know, funny. I'd have some other things, you know, added to it, but right, that's always right. been the same. You know, it's just, we, you know, I just want to know him. Mm. And then things happened in my life. And, you know, it looked like, well, you're not, and God gave me promises, okay? And it looked like those promises weren't going to come. No, you're not going to get that promise. You're not going to get that promise. You know, it's, you know, it's not that different, different, different with Paul. Paul said, you know, I asked God three times to take this, this, uh, Uh, The devil is, you know, a thorn in his side. Take this from me. me, Mm -hmm. And people think, well, you had eye problems or, you know, something like that. No, Mm. no. God, he was, if you go back and, and, you know, that's in verse uh, chapter 11, but uh, God says to him, my grace is sufficient for For you. you, Absolutely. So think about what God said to to Paul. Mm. He said to Paul, You're going to take this message to the Gentiles. Yes. And then Paul was beaten. Three times he was whipped. He now, when they whipped him, they actually had little spurs on the end of that and they would tear the flesh out. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had your back out. You have. I have. Okay. You know what it's like. Yes, I you do. You can't hardly walk. You can't, can't stand up. Think about what it would have been like to have. 39 stripes. They did 39 because it, after that they thought they would kill you. So they went up to the point wow. where they knew that they wouldn't kill you. But every, think about this. Every time Paul was whipped, okay, they'd snap it and pull that flesh out. Ugh, that is- but this is what the devil was saying to Paul. He was saying, you're not going to fulfill your calling. You're not going to fulfill your calling. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to walk again in your life. You're not going to Asia. You're not going to, you know, any place. You're never going to make your calling. You're You're never going to make it. Three times that happened. Then he was beaten with rods on his feet. Now, the purpose of that is what? Make you a cripple. I'm going to break all these bones in in the bottom of your feet, and you're not going to walk. You're never going to walk, Paul. You're never going to walk, Paul. You're never going to fulfill your Mm. calling. It's never going to happen. You're never going to fulfill your calling. He gets in a ship, okay? We're going to sink this ship, (laughs) okay? Paul, it's never going to happen. You're never going to fulfill your calling. It's never, ever going to happen. Paul cries out, you know, hey, God. Right. (laughs) And God says, my grace is sufficient, Right. okay? Paul, you're going to fulfill your calling. No matter what, you're going to fulfill your calling.
0: Now, what's the, the, the common denominator here? I mean, I tell you, look at the, I get the God bumps. This is just, I, I love see, the area. I love when you get uh, going. But the common denominator is trusting in God. That's right. Trust. Trusting in God. Yeah. Because now, listen, I had no um, hardships, even e- equated or equivalent right. to, to who trust? would today.
1: Right. You know, you 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 know, they can't do that. But I had some.
0: Yeah. But I just remember those uh, days and nights where I said, Father God, I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in you. Your word never comes back void. And you have told me and told everyone in your love letter to us, in the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, I will never give you more than you can handle. And I'm telling you, that just has always resonated with me.
1: My grace is sufficient. It is. And that yeah. But... If you look back, there's a reason why you're walking around that car lot. Oh, yeah. Okay? There's a reason why. But oh, it's not about this. No, but the thing is, is a desire that's put in your heart mm. is the same as the
0: calling on a
1: pastor's life. Yes. Now, which is more important? One is not more important than the it's other.
0: It's not. It's it's no. it's a different way of spreading the gospel. Yeah.
1: It's a different message. It's yeah. a different part of the Bible. Yes.
0: It's a different part of the body, mm. I mean.
1: Amen. Okay. We're all part. We're all important. Mm. You might be the most least important person in the world, but you affect one person and that person becomes like a Billy Graham. Right. You don't know that. Right. Okay. You don't know who you're right. gonna reach. All you know is that God has given you a, a desire. And the devil's going to try to say, no, No. you're never going to get it. You know, Michael, you don't have enough education. You didn't take any business classes. You
0: didn't go to college. And and listen to what Ron just said. Don't think the devil didn't try that. Right. I mean, you know, you'd be amazed at uh, people that would come in and interview for a job and they had six different degrees. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, they said uh words that I like I had to go hide in the back get yeah. the dictionary and, or Google it at the time when we finally got computers to find out what the what it meant, but you know that never really bothered me right again, I knew uh I never talked to someone um about the education they had, right you know what I did? I would always just talk to God. About giving me again it goes back to the sufficiency, Mm -hmm. giving me, equip me sufficiently to be able to deal with the times. Mm -hmm. Meaning you got to realize something after once the late eighties started coming, and then get into the nineties and with internet. I mean, you you talk about sophistication and technology. Woo! Even though they were just. uh, you know add-on airs and and AM FM radios okay right, right. it was the, it really it became sophisticated uh and it intimidated a lot of people uh that were like myself maybe right. okay but i didn't i really didn't get intimidated and i and i have a couple of good friends that remember that time and says you were amazing of how you reinvented yourself mm-hmm. that you i said i didn't reinvent myself god did yeah. no really i didn't do it i'm not smart enough to do that yeah But it's amazing the knowledge and the wisdom if you call upon him. I mean, really. Oh, I, I, I I, it's yeah.
1: I, when I first went to church, I heard stories of people. This one guy worked for a computer company and the computer wasn't working. This is a mainframe. So it's got the, you know, it's the computer is in a room. It's air cooled underneath the whole thing. I mean, the whole nine, this is back in the day, (laughs) Right. right? He doesn't work in that department, works in a different department, has some knowledge but they were laying everybody off. And he told him, he said, you give me three days, you, I'll fix your computer, but you got to promise me you're not going to lay me off. And he went in there with his Bible prayed and fixed their computer when nobody wow. else could do it. No one else could do it. Listen to this. And they absolutely. kept, they kept him on. You see, you know, God knows things that we don't know. Absolutely. God knows all. <laughs> if
0: we just listen to we him. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what, Ron? that's the key right there. Yeah. And that's the message that, that I really try to uh, convey to good quality, uh, and not even maybe so good quality, but when I say good quality managers, because there really are some really good oh, quality yeah. managers out there yeah. in the car business.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I guarantee you that they look at themselves in the mirror when they get up sometimes and say, I have all this knowledge. You know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, knowledge is supposed to be power. Right. How come I haven't achieved what, maybe someone like Michael Crawford has achieved? Right. How come I don't have a W-2 to to prove X, Y, Z? or mm-hmm. How come my name's not in the record books that I've taken two franchises to number one in the world? Why, 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 mm-hmm. why? Well, mm-hmm. you know, as uh, simple as it may sound, I'm here to proclaim the fact that Uh, our cameraman is screwing up on the phone. I'm just just kidding. I heard that. I go, whoa. uh, Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. Where is that coming from? Yeah, it's not your phone. Oh, that's too funny. I love it. But the reality, oh, gosh, I love life. Uh, (laughs) The reality of it is um, you really have to understand um, that there is a time when you really got to put the ego in the pocket. And I I know we all have it. But I know one thing too, I can't, could not have, and still to this day going forward, accomplished, um, you know, su- success without God, and I mean success to the uh, the pinnacle uh, peak. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm not talking about just success because how do you how do you really gauge success? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's several ways to gauge it, but I'm just telling you at the pinnacle of it, uh, in a certain position, there's no way without God. Right. There's no way.
1: And now it's time for the close.
0: Oh, (laughs) get excited. (laughs) Oh, you mean close the show. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me, uh, you know, because I can't close the show.
1: Here's here's the thing, okay? You might be in the car business right Mm. now. You might be in any kind of business, but you might be in a car business. And I see a lot of car businesses that, you know, mess up. They make the wrong mm-hmm. choices, they make the wrong decisions. And maybe you need somebody like Michael Crawford's help. And that's what we're gonna invite you to. If you need his help, we want you to call in or email us actually, email in and let us know. And we're,
0: We're going to help you. We are going to help you. We really are. Yeah. And you may, you know, I I thought about that last night. Uh, They may, the people that we're talking to right now may have a ministry on the side, too. Yeah. You know, always remember that, you know, my ministry was the car business. Yeah. You know, everybody always used to tell me that uh, I had a church disguised as an automobile dealership.
1: Well, you had you had, uh, you filmed inside
0: your, your, your office. Exactly, exactly, and I had a studio right there where right. I recorded, yeah, you know, my Christian radio show, yeah. I was like, you know, dialed into Salem Broadcasting. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's really simple. It's not that we're any better than anybody else, but we have a, um, there's so many people out there that are craving to get in line with God.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I have, And
0: I would love to. You know to uh, show you yeah you know and uh, a
1: lot of people out there are kind of tore between you know well you know i really feel you know a call to you know to serve god and yet i feel you know business i was actually like that really oh gosh my you couldn't differentiate between oh my goodness really it was wow. like as soon as i went all into business i i felt the tug to ministry and then i think well i'm going to go all into ministry and i felt the tug to business see
0: this is really unique i'm, I'm glad you see, he's so truthful in saying that uh i felt it totally different i felt propelled. well god told me actually yeah. uh i had a prophetic message from pastor walt callisted who used to be the mm-hmm a senior pastor at Community Church of Joy, who was actually the founder of it. Mm-hmm. Uh but I remember him telling me, calling me, and, and Tony remembers that as well, uh, because I there was a time that I was thinking about getting out of the car business, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh was very good friends. I opened his shows when he was in town, uh the world renowned faith healer Reverend Leroy Jenkins, and he was brokering a deal for me to put the get excited show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this was a whole revelation that I that I got. Yeah. I used to call it the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show. Then I right. had to change that because God told me it's not your show. Right? Okay. So get right. Michael Crawford out there. Okay. It's the Get Excited Show hosted by Michael Crawford. That's where I want Michael Crawford's name. You're just the host. Actually. Right? Okay, God. Yeah. But honestly, he gave me a message saying that God says, uh, you know, that he. And you should know that he's known you before you were in the mother's womb. He counted the hairs right. on your head. Right. Uh, and he has it all designed for you to touch a multitude, touch the masses. Right. You'll touch more people being in the car business, okay, than you ever would on that television or, or, or radio show. Uh, what I want you to do, I'm not calling you to stand behind the pulpit. Right. I'm calling you to preach my word and touch people. Right. Okay. As my son went to earth and did, I want you to treat people the same way that come in and out of that dealership.
1: Right. right. And
0: that's what I did. And again, at the sake of not sounding redundant, it's like the trees fell to each side of me and I walked down my path of success. It was like people would come to me and say, they'd give me looks like, what's wrong? I go, why went in there and talked to that customer? They told me no 20 times. Mm -hmm. You go in there for three minutes and they're shaking your hand, giving you a hug and a kiss. Uh, What is the deal with you? And I go, Expectancy, mm-hmm. expectancy, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to please. If if you get anything from me today, if you get anything at all from Michael Robert today, I will tell you I walk with expectancy when I know that I'm obedient.
1: Now that's that's a very
0: interesting point, and you know something it's we reality.
1: well, and we need to elaborate. It's my right, you know that, yeah. It's
0: my right to walk in expectancy when I'm obedient. To the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, with my relationship through his son, Christ Jesus. Right.
1: Because <clears throat> so many times because well, first of all, you may be having, you know, trouble with your dealership. You may be having trouble with, you know, your connection to having a relationship with I don't even like the word relationship because people. It's just
0: <laughs> I love you. We have a
1: relationship when we're born again, but Amen. that doesn't mean that we're having communion with Him. Right. we need to have communion. That's very good. I love that. But so
0: and they just may need an inspiration. Think about right. this. I thought about this last night. God gave me that. There may be someone out there listening right now. I love on with, with being Christian based. I love to go hold sales meetings. Yeah, you know, some people out there. You yeah. know me. I, I broke a lot of tables. by yeah. <laughs> my excitement. Yes,
1: sir. You just happen to be wearing right shirt too. Oh, I do. Woo!
0: <laughs> Route 66, baby,
1: automobile. Yeah, look at that.
0: Oh my gosh, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, look that's at you. funny. When I did realize, but I forgot. Yeah, I, forgot I mean, I so there's the there's
1: yeah. a lot you can get from, you know, from Michael Crawford. Okay, because of the things that he's sharing. You know, and that's that's you you just need that help. Okay, and and we want to help you. Hey, you we know do. the Rondolf show. We, that's what really that's what we do. That's what that's what it's all about. Is helping you. Yes. And so, if Advance there's anything ministry. that we can do, we have a uh, you know a, 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 a it's going to be up. It's going to be on, email, uh, email uh, all in at the Rondolf show. So just you know send us an email. Whatever we can do to help you, we will help you.
0: Absolutely. And you like to CC me on it. If you mm-hmm. don't mind uh you we'll know send, no, we'll take care of it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
1: just make a make a note <laughs> Say, hey michael you know ask a question you know we'll know who it goes to <laughs> right, exactly. we'll take care, of it. Yeah, we'll take care of it yeah we'll take care of it yeah and maybe you're in a business and you just need some other help you're just trying to figure something out mm-hmm. you know you're not in the car business you just need some help uh just say hey we got i just needed advice or something you know sometimes it's just advice well you know i never thought i could i never thought i could put my ministry together. What I was telling you about yeah. is, you know, it was either over here or over here. You know, it's back and forth. And then one day, finally, you know, this thick head, you know, the Holy Spirit finally got. You realize it was carved me. that way. Yeah, the it was puzzle. carved. Yeah, yeah, was. It was. See, I always. I get it. I always ministered to business people. Okay, I couldn't help it. It was always inside of me. Who you were. I would get Who up, are. And if I, if I got up to preach, because I was a uh, assistant pastor at one time, and I would get up and I would just minister to business people. Yeah, I love that. It, it wasn't my intention. It. I was yeah. just giving the word out. But it, it always had an impact on business people. So mm. finally, when I understood that, then things started coming together for right. me. But it took right. it took a while. Right. Um, wow. But the promise that was given to me, okay, has always been there. I've never given up on that Amen. promise.
0: And that's the key. Now, there's probably a lot of people out there right now uh, listening that, that may have flew over your head, um, but don't ever, don't ever lose sight of the promise. And what I went yeah. through, mm. okay,
1: prepared me
0: absolutely for
1: where I am today.
0: The adversity, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. you deal, I, I, I that's something that, that I noticed, you deal very well uh, with a lot of different egos as in the business and you know it's kind of like this morning about the email and stuff I still kind of laugh about that but I love watching both of you Susan reacted one way you re- reacted in a different and I study that and that is believe me that's just years of going through the adversity walking on the coals if you would you know what I'm saying uh yeah a, I love that
1: yeah it's a point where you you know it's just it, it, it it's 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 almost like watching a movie, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's a funny thing when you know that God's got your back, you know, that's the best way to describe it. He's got your back. If Mm -hmm. you'll just put your trust in him, he's got your back. But the devil is going to try to do everything he can to keep you from fulfilling your destiny, your calling. But the interesting thing is (laughs)
0: <laughs> Amen. No, it, it, whoa. Marilyn, I, we do. Marilyn, we, we're victorious. I mean, we will.
1: Marilyn Hickey says, has written a book, and she says this. She says, it's not over until we win. Amen. <laughs>
0: I love it. So the saying it's not over until it's over. It's not over until we win. That's right, right. right. And, and, and you've got to have that discernment. And this is, yeah. this is your calling. So I want, after I get done, I want you to really elaborate on this. But it just popped in my mind right now, God, to kind of put on my mind to, to help anyone out there. There's someone out there right now. Mm-hmm. There's someone, I'll guarantee you, that's uh, uh, listening and watching, and they're having a difficult time understanding what you just said in, in correlation to, uh, I'll refer to Matthew 13. And in Matthew 13, Jesus gives a parable about the different fields of planting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And especially the disciples, but even at, at some of the other bystanders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have a difficult time comprehending... When at night, okay, when Satan comes, the great deceiver, he comes and throws plants, weeds.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, as they pop up and you've got the wheat and you have the weeds, um, they ask Christ Jesus, do you want us to go take the weeds out? Christ Jesus says, no. Wait till the harvest. Mm -hmm. Then... You pull the weeds and you throw that in the fire. You burn it. You and separate. You separate. Thank uh-huh. you. Separate. And you put the weed into the barn. Now, I brought this up and I think God put it on my head is because is what Roan just said. When you're anchored in the Word, when you are all in, no mm-hmm. pun intended, but all, all in as the thing, and you're connected to the vine and you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, when you're obedient to the Word, now you're human, we've all fallen short of the glory. I get it. But when you but you're trying every moment, every hour, every day, every week to be anchored in the word, you've got to trust him. And I'm telling you it just happens. Don't worry about the discernment. Well, why wouldn't God? Why wouldn't Jesus let's take that we don't because it's all part of us turning it around on the deceiver, amen. Mm-hmm. We turn around, we, we can turn the table, and you talk about frustration, that's what I love. I'm sure that, you know, the devil's up there wanting to take my neck and twist it off, but he can't. He can't. He can't even, he's not allowed in my circle, and I love that I laugh at him. And I even taunt him, okay? Because, let all that weeds grow at once, because we have a plan. Mm-hmm. Because our plans for our business okay, mm-hmm. is rooted in the Word of God.
1: Right. Now, you know, what's really interesting, too, is Paul, you know, was talking to the church, and he said, follow after me as I follow after Christ. Mm. Now, we, we, I just talked about what Paul went through, but in the end, Paul won. He said, I finished the race. Oh, he did. I'm done.
0: I fulfilled my mission.
1: That's right. That's it. Now he says... I don't know if i should stay or go right if i stay it's better for you because i can be around longer exactly but i really long to go he really wanted to go but he said i i got this decision to make <laughs> no, it, <laughs> because i've finished the race it's difficult. you see yeah. so the devil isn't going to treat you any different than he treated me oh, or anybody no. else He's going to tell you that you can't finish the race, that you can't make it, that you're not going to get your dream. Or the crop's dream. ruined because, right. of, yeah, right.
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but the, crops, well the crop's not ruined. Oh, it's, it's probably enriched more than you even realize. Right. I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. you, you not only are going to uh, have the best bread on the table, okay? right. mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be able to you know, go to the marketplace and get top dollar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how Christ, that's how God is, baby. Right. Yeah. I just love it. And, and, and I want to say this, I, man, I can't take the time, although I'd love to all day with, mm-hmm. if you'd be on live, but. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to show you, give you a real short uh, little Christian thing that I do. Because if if, some of you, is, uh, God just told me, there's somebody out there right now watching this that says, well, I wonder if I did invite him to a meeting. Give me an idea what he would do. I have a kind of an, a, a written, uh, you know, plan. I don't just go in by, you know, by osmosis. And, right. You know, I have a written plan, and, and uh, I, I perfected this for over 30 years where, um, you know, people always say, you know, the proverbial saying is, oh, I'm going to make it happen. Oh, get excited. Rowan, well, I'm going to make it happen. Well, first of all, you got to find out what your make is. Yeah. A lot of people just don't know. Right. You know, and, and that make uh, is what I call work, godly work. Mm-hmm. And I tell a lot of people when I go into me, meeting, take the, the word Make and write it vertically. Get your papers and pencils out, and I have a chalkboard. Write it verbally. Well, what's M in making something happen? Okay. You can't make anything happen if you don't have motivation to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, again, I'm not going to get into it, but I will talk for 20 minutes just on the, the, the letter M on motivation mm-hmm. in a godly fashion. Mm-hmm. What's your A in making something happen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Attitude. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk 20 minutes just on A in attitude, mm-hmm. you know, biblically. Right. You know, I'll pull something out of the 66 books, biblically, to coincide with how God wants us to have our attitude. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Let us have that pure stream, if Mm -hmm. you would. Right? Mm -hmm. What's the K in making something happen? What is it? Knowledge. You can't make anything happen if you don't have the knowledge to make it happen. Where do you get the knowledge? Or, as I tell a lot of people, where would you really feel is the best knowledge to get? Mm -hmm. All good things come from above. Mm-hmm. all good things come from above mm-hmm. and then I'll do a uh, you know a game plan of how to go get that knowledge and how God will help you right and what's the E oh baby I mean, that's what I feel like <laughs> he, he remembers We, we
1: got the T well, he yeah. got the, we got the
0: <laughs> oh I love it Look at we're going to have to bring well Tony. he spends a lot of sales meeting that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's what that is funny but what's the E and, and, and I'll uh, end it with, with, with this I'll say how many of you in the audience Mm -hmm. And I've been blessed with being able to speak in front of large Mm -hmm. groups before. And I'll say, and I love it when they go crazy. And they've listened to me for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And I'll say, all right, how many listening right now or watching Mm -hmm. or present here right now Mm -hmm. that think the man that stands before you has an abundance of enthusiasm? And the crowd goes crazy. Yeah. Because you act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic. If I had a dollar for every time someone's looked at me and goes, where do you get it? Yeah. Excuse me? Where do you get it? You're always so excited. You're so enthusiastic. In the words, truthfully, the battle's not won or lost out there. Right. The battle's won or lost right here. And as long as it's in tune and engaged with God, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about it being enthusiastic. You don't have to worry about it. Matter of fact, do we have time? Can I tell this? You love this. It's one of my favorite of all time books. I love this.
1: Okay, but I'm running out of coffee. Oh, so okay. Wait.
0: Then let me say this and we'll get coffee, okay? God love you. So I'll end it with this because I okay. can't let this bear get, not have a no coffee. Okay. <laughs> but there is a book that I highly recommend. Now, it's been around for a while, but it changed my life. It really did. Now, listen, turn the volume up. What's the name of the book? Precious Present. Precious Present. Have you heard of it? Probably not. You're pretty sure you probably have. You probably read it. Yeah. But, um, it was co-authored, uh, I think, uh, with, with Spencer, Spencer Johnson was the, the main author. and I think Napoleon Hill has to do with it. But anyway, in this book, it's very, probably one of the simplest elementary reads. Right. Right. But uh, the setting is an old man at a park bench. Mm-hmm. And this little boy mm-hmm. would go to the park and see the man, and he's feeding the birds, and he's so happy. Yay! He's so happy. He's just so joyful. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't understand. And he'd always ask his mother, why is that old man so happy? Mm-hmm. And she couldn't even really tell him. Oh, mm-hmm. that's just what the older they love come to bark and feed the ducks. Yeah, and this went on numerous times. And the big, the young boy grew up to be uh, an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Got a job, moved away, was coming back one time for holidays, and mm-hmm. um, decided to tell his mother, "I've got to go see that old man if he's still there after all these years." His mother's like, "Oh, he probably is." Okay, so he's so excited. I mean, more excited than even visiting, spending time with the family they hadn't seen for a year or so. Yeah, so he yeah, moved out of town, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and he just had to go see the old man that was so joyful, so excited, so enthusiastic about feeding these ducks. So he goes there and he doesn't see the old man. And he remembers, he recognized an elderly lady and, a, and another man that were his friends that were. Spent a lot of time with him during the day right. just feeding the ducks. And he asked them, hey, where's the old man that used to always talk to me when I was a, And they remembered him, of course, when I was a young boy. And he, and he was always so excited and, you know, and where'd he go? And the young lady said, it's sad, but he passed away. And right then, hear me now. Right then, that little boy who now was an older gentleman, it clicked in his mind. And please don't miss this because it touched my life. I realized that the precious present was the present. Hear me now. This old man had it right while he was waiting for his heavenly reward. He realized, although the past is important, okay, it's gone. You're never going to get it back. Right. You're never going to get it back. And although the future, with what I discussed earlier about all the technology and you've got to Mm -hmm. stay abreast of all that. Okay, yes, that's very significant, but it's too uncertain. But what we have control over, hear me now, and what you have control over is your precious present. Your precious present. This is what it's all about. And if you can get that, if you can lock into that, have those faculties lock into that, how precious this is, and not worry about the past because it's gone. You're never going to get it back, and the future is too uncertain. If you could just get excited and praise the Lord and waller in the Word, if you would, oh, you're going to be amazed how joyful you'll be, and things will happen for you that you never expected to happen. Amen.
1: Now here's we're going to close, but here's here's really? the here's the point. I know, I know, but. You might be listening to, you know, Michael and you're thinking, well, that's just, you know, hype or, you know, Mm. I, I, you know, you might think he's just going to try to get my salespeople, you know, excited, you know, and they're (laughs) going to make a lot of, well, no, wait a minute. Okay. I've always lived by this one thought. If, if I'm with somebody and they're smarter than me, I better listen to them. Mm. Okay. I take that to prayer. I pray, I spend time with God, but I get quiet and I say, okay, I'm in the room with somebody who knows a lot more than I do, and I'm going to start listening to what he has to say. There's a reason why Michael Crawford had the number one dealership in the world, and he did it at least twice with two different dealerships. Okay, he did it with Kia and he did it with... Buick. Buick, okay. Well, there's a reason for that. If you think that you can't invite him out to talk to your people and he's not going to make a difference, you're making a mistake. <laughs> mm. Because if you invite him out to talk to you or your staff about the car business, I'll guarantee you he's going to make a difference with those people. Amen. It's not just about you know hyping them up. Oh, no. It's about giving them something that they can actually
0: use. They can build on. Yeah, and you can take it to the bank. Amen. You really can.
1: Yeah, you've got to know that. So we're going to leave it with that. This is the Ron Dolph Show. We will be back tomorrow. And... Get excited. Get excited. Love you. Believe that God is going to do something yes. special in your yes. life. You are going to have an encounter with him. Amen. Something that God has for you, and the devil's not going to be able to take it away from you.
0: And what's that A make? It happened. Attitude. Always remember, it's a Christ-minded attitude, not aptitude, that determines altitude. Praise the Lord. Till tomorrow, always remember, I love you
1: this is the Rondahl Show. We'll see you tomorrow. If you'd like to contact Michael
0: Crawford directly for prayer or encouragement, contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free. Be challenged. Be encouraged. inspired and get excited with Michael Crawford Your love me higher i'm